We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you, Jay, and hello, friends. For today's broadcast, let's consider one word, and our word today is wrath. To hear the word wrath certainly cannot bring good thoughts nor a pleasant reaction. When one thinks about the wrath of God, it is enough to put the fear of God in one's heart. In the scriptures, the wrath of God is depicted as being more lasting, but it's less sudden. This thought expresses a blessing in the nature of God relative to His patience with man, or as Peter stated in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. When the wrath of God is extended as that thief in the night, as in this context of 2 Peter 3, Please know that His long-suffering and grace and great patience comes before His wrath. His plea is for everyone to come to repentance, a change of decision resulting in a change of direction. Jesus commanded repentance in Luke 13, 3 and 5. He commanded five of seven churches in Revelation 2 and verse 3 to repent and change their direction. On the day of Pentecost, when they asked in Acts 2.37, Men and brethren, what shall we do? The first word out of Peter's mouth? Repent. And even Paul, when he was on that big area of Mars Hill with all the idolatry going around, he stated in Acts 17 and verse 31, How men should repent. Not only Peter, but let's note the words of Paul in Romans 11 and verse 22 concerning the wrath of God. Paul writes, Behold therefore the goodness and severity of God, on them which fell, severity. But toward thee, goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shalt be cut off. Not only do we see the wrath or the severity of God, but we plainly see the goodness of God throughout that text as well. Dear friends, we should come to repentance. We should continue in his goodness. If we do these things in our lives, the wrath of God is spared. Maybe we should not, as the old saying goes, poke the bear. Joe Wells is a beloved friend, brother, and fellow servant in Christ. Joe operates and is the director of Kyo Publications and does a wonderful job. In the wonderful study book, One Word, Joe has penned some devotional thoughts that are worthy for our consideration as we discuss the wrath of God. We will look at this in just a moment, but a couple of things to mention first. We always want to pause and give thanks to the editorial board of One Word, and especially to board member and co-editor Dale Jenkins for permission to use this material on the International Gospel Hour. We are indebted to them for their good work and our fellowship with them. And now, while we have a pause... Our J-Web will let you, our listeners, know how you can help the IGA, and it has nothing to do with sending any money. Let's go to Jay. Do you have a question you would like to hear discussed on the International Gospel Hour? A biblical question that you've wondered about? 
We are always looking for good suggestions and questions, and will gladly consider yours. We will withhold your name from our broadcasts. Don't worry about that. We will only address your question. Here's all you do. Please go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and send us your question. We appreciate all of our listeners and thank you for your interest in spiritual things. Again, please go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and send us your question. Now, back to Jeff. And now, our friend Joe Wells writes the following. Have you ever been hiking and crossed paths with a creature that you would just as soon leave alone? Maybe it was a poisonous snake or spider. Perhaps it was just a skunk. Either way, you really didn't have a desire to encourage any response from the animal that might make you hike less enjoyable. So you decide to walk along and leave the dangerous creature alone, deciding not to provoke or poke the bear. When we consider wrath, especially in relation to God, it is interesting to find that God can be and has been in the past provoked to wrath. In other words, it is possible to poke the bear until the bear demonstrates what makes it one of the top predators in the Alaskan frontier. In the same way, we read of the children of Israel's continual rebellion throughout their wilderness wandering and their provoking or stirring up the Lord to wrath. This we see in Deuteronomy 9, especially verses 7, 8, 18, and 22. But why would they do this? Why would anyone purposefully want to stir the anger of God to action? The quick and easy answer is, we wouldn't, and that's probably true, a majority of the time. After all, no one goes over to the poisonous snake and nudges it, hoping it will strike him and inject venom, right? Of course not. So why would anyone provoke a less than favorable response from God? The answer is because we often, like the Israelites, turn to sin, in attitude as well as in action, to handle our fears, distractions, and insecurities. We choose not to focus on the reality that God is more than capable of providing and sustaining us through whatever we encounter. Rather, we rebel against God and focus on our own merit and worth. Uh, In short, we sin against God and thus poke the bear. Brother Wells encourages us with this writing that today, write down three specific sins that we're struggling with that provoke God. Beside each, write an alternative to the sin that would be in favor with God, and then pray about each one. No, dear friends, we certainly need not poke the bear, if you will, or bring God's wrath on us. And our study today shall remind us of the words of Paul in 2 Corinthians 5.11, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Let us take the lesson text now of Psalm 90, verses 7 through 13, for our study today, as we consider our one word, wrath. In Psalm 90, verses 7 through 13, the psalmist writes, For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins, in light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten, 
And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. May the Lord always bless us with the reading, the hearing, and the application of His Word. Let's talk about the wrath of God concerning His reckoning. Let's look at these verses in certain sections and think on these things. We'll go back to verses 7 and 8 to where the psalmist says, For we are consumed by thine anger and by thy wrath are we troubled. Well, let's ask the question, why? The answer, verse 8. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins, in light of thy countenance. So why is God's wrath troubled? Why are we troubled by God's wrath? Why are we consumed by His anger? Because our sins are many. The word iniquities, secret sins, our sins are many. It is the sin of mankind that raises the wrath of God. Listen to Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. This is written unto Israel, dear friends, God's chosen people in Old Testament time. And so, first of all, we learn that the wrath of God comes upon us because sin is added up. Sin is computed. There's great sin in our lives, and His wrath has risen. So we need to make certain the sins of our lives are not in our lives, that we move sin away through obedience to the gospel, living faithful for God. Secondly, verses 9 and 10 gives us another thought. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The question is why? Well, then we're taught about the days of our years are three score and ten, or seventy. A score equals out to the number twenty, so three score would be sixty, and ten would be seventy. Four score years, of course, would be eighty. And he lets us know that our time is precious. Knowing of the wrath of God, that we not spend our years as a tale that is told. Our time on earth is precious. In James 4, verses 14 and 15, James writes, Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. We're going to wrap up with the psalm study in a moment, but first, our Brother J. Webb. Kind listeners, the International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you may study in the privacy of your own home. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, I want the home study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, I want the home study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, address, and type, Please Send the Home Study. We'll send it as soon as possible. Thanks always for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. And then the question in Psalm 90, verse 12, 
Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. Then we're taught in verses 12 and 13, very quickly, Number our days, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. In Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, look how carefully we are to walk. That helps us to embrace and to stand against the many sins and to embrace the preciousness of time in verse 13. Parallel with this, 1 Thessalonians 4, 14 through 18. Let's consider these thoughts another time, dear friends. Our time is gone. But I'm thankful you could join me today for this study. I'm Jeff Archer, the International Gospel Hour. Until next time, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. God, we will.